Welcome everybody to the Texas Apartment <laughs> Association's Education Foundation. Maybe you're a little burnt out because we all are. No. Well, you just have a great tan right now. I do. So that's what's just happening. Yes. Because you were, well, and we'll get to it on how to uh, recharge our batteries. Yes. So I um, wanted to do some like some pre-work for the episode. So. I'm Blaze Fidelary with Gemstar Construction. And with us today, we have... I'm Becca Ramadi with the Texas Apartment Association Education Foundation. Woo! Hi, I am Nicole Block with Brookfield Properties. So glad to be here. We are going to talk about burnout because I feel like everybody's a little bit burnt out. Mm -hmm. uh, we've all felt it. We've been through a pandemic, about 16 months of it. Um, and it just kind of snowballed into... Um, what, and then we had snowmageddon, right? Yes. So let's talk, let's talk about a snowball. It was a perfect segue into the, <laughs> the winter storm that uh, got us all like really just back into a crazy mode yeah. into the summertime in our industry, which is uh, typically busy. a pretty busy time of the year. Yeah. So it's been a roller coaster to say the least. And well, it's kind of one you can't get out of. It's like they snap you in and maybe a nightmare, right? Like you can't get the bar and then it's going again and it's going again. So that's a great, yeah. that's a great analogy, especially when you feel like you can't get off the roller coaster. And there's been a, an episode or two where we touched on like mental health and trying to stay proactive and, and trying to deal with some of the aftermath of COVID. And we know that everybody's probably been affected by this somehow, yeah. right? Whether it was like your family directly affected by maybe somebody that was ill, maybe it was yourself that was ill. Maybe you had loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, changing of careers. There's so many things that we needed to really address yeah. through this. And um, I'm really glad we're here talking about it because... We want to ask the question, and maybe, uh, Becca, since you're next to me right to the left, <laughs> how have you been taking care of yourself uh, through everything? Um, it's a good question, and I think that definitely not well enough because, you know, we're particularly women are, are, you know, programmed sometimes to think about everybody else first. I would say the biggest thing that was has been and continues to be helpful to me is my dog because he forces me to go out and walk. And so that has helped a lot. I actually think that's been a big um, key for me. Um, so the dog's been helpful. Thank you, Kirby. He sometimes comes on to him. I know he's very car. upset. He's like, Mom, where are you? I normally see you from the background. But no, he's, he's, he's in Austin. We are not in Austin right now. Uh, Nicole, how yes. have you been taking care of yourself through all of this? And have you been? Yeah, I, you know, I think similar to Becca, I think we talk a lot about awareness and it's you know, of yourself, of your surroundings. And so I think that, you know, as a as an industry, really as a country, as a world, we we have to recognize that we're still in transition. So we've kind of gone through what I would say the kind of the lockdown um, kind of formation of burnout. But there's a whole nother there's a whole other evolution that's coming our way that we're going to discuss a little bit from from our perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say that I got better at establishing a routine. So when you work from home. Uh, then the lines between work and home life get blurred. And so sometimes you work too much. And I, so I, I think I tried to set realistic boundaries um, mm -hmm. probably over the past six months, and that's helped. Um, I was able to go on my first vacation, which is where this um, this tan came from. <laughs> I was able to go to Jamaica and celebrate things like my son graduating from high school and not letting that pass by and making it a COVID thing. No, he graduated from high school and we were going on a senior trip and having a great time. So I think putting those types of parameters and just in place to protect. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I mean, I'm. I would say we're still in burnout. All of us, three of us, are yeah. talking about it. But I think setting up those parameters will help 
us to heal a little bit faster. Absolutely. And actually, so it's really important. I'm just going to tie back in because this is hints from HR. So yeah. this is all human resource related. Yeah. And I think this first question kind of uh, dealt with like PTO, right? And okay. Maybe I know I, the only time I've used my PTO uh, over the course of these like 16 months were usually something that wasn't very relaxing mm-hmm. or it wasn't a situation where I really got to reflect and get some me time. So there, it's been that roller coaster ride, uh, and it's been constant like that. So I think it's really important. I'm, I'm really kind of a little jealous that you <laughs> just got to go on your vacation, yeah. and I'm hoping soon that I get that same opportunity. Yeah. Uh, because if you're listening out there, take the time that you're going to need and really recharge your your batteries a little bit because we're we're starting to come out of this pandemic. We are. We're in person. Yeah. Hey, big, big step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and we want to make sure that everybody, uh, when you come back, it's you make the adjustments. Well, and, but let's talk HR side of it. So, you know, Please. one of the things that we try to do, you know, with our audience here, whether you are an operator or a supplier, maybe a job seeker, you know, as we've talked to the audience too, is that you still have to be methodical. So, yes, we all want to have that vacation. Yes, we all want to to you know, kind of force relaxation, if you will, but you have to be methodical with it because everyone has extra PTO probably. No one got to take vacations in 2020. So you have to be even more intentional sitting down with your teams and saying, we want to balance your mental health by bal- and balance the business. So, you know, again, scheduling it out and putting attention to it. I think what happens, especially this year with Snowmageddon coming out of COVID is that we're still in that kind of fight or flight emergency yeah. mode, not being really intentional about the decisions we're making. And so before you know it, you're going to be in the end of this year, you, you haven't taken a vacation either. And, and maybe there are some opportunities that as a company, take the directive and make sure that your teams are taking their vacation because we all are going to have a lot of pent up vacation. We can't all take it the last month of this year. We can't just close no. down multifamily. Sorry guys, we're closed in November, December. Yeah, exactly. So I think being intentional and starting to ask those questions if you haven't, you can't just throw around terms like burnout without really digging in and seeing what it means to your team and what it means to you. You know, because they become like catchphrases. Yeah. And you're bringing up actually a really good point because I think with that, there's been a lot of people been working from home, working remotely, then kind of go into the office sometimes. And I feel like there's there may be this uh, stigma about like, now I need to go to the office full time. Like, I can't take time off right away again. Or, and you're not really taking time off again. You're just adapting now to go back into the office and get back into the routines again. And, you know, a lot of people's priorities have changed during that. I know we were kind of discussing about a minute or two right before we jumped on, and maybe you want to touch base on it again, but like how our priorities have changed a little bit too by a a little bit of self-reflection or changes in maybe what our personal life and our career um, have thrown at us during this. What's possible now. We can look at things differently now than we would have 18 months ago. Absolutely. Well, I think that, you know, whenever we advertise this particular episode, we talked about burnout and we want you to really, you know, take again, a a good long, hard look at yourself and see where you are in the stage of burnout. Because we guarantee you're in one stage or another. I mean, you're either coming into it, coming out of it, maybe you're in the the thralls of it. Uh, But there are some things that you can't stay stuck. You have to make decisions and prioritize what is important to you in a career moving forward. What's not negotiable. Um, like Becca just said, some things like working remotely uh, is, is been something we really kind of kind of turned our nose at as an industry in the past. And now we've seen that there's there's a functionality to that in some roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that asking yourselves those questions, what we discussed a little bit before is that I, I had just seen a study 
um, earlier this week that approximately 40% of the workforce is either currently considering other opportunities or have already considered other opportunities. And that's a pretty big number. 40% of the workforce, that's not just multifamily. That's going to be um, nationwide. So it could be people coming into our industry, mm-hmm. people coming out of our industry. And I think probably the number is higher for multifamily in Texas because of SnowBit. That's my mm-hmm. personal uh, opinion. So you need to, as an HR group or operator, again, supplier or job seeker, Make those priorities. Make sure that you understand what's not negotiable, what is important to you, because people in 2020 were just trying not to get laid off. They were trying to hold their job. They were doing whatever they could to just grin and bear it. And now they had a lot of time to do self-reflection and a lot of time to think about what do I want in a company and a culture? Maybe they have it and that's amazing. But if they don't, then it's their opportunity to be like, you know what? I just made it through a life-changing pandemic. It's about my happiness and my fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually calling it the great resignation. So there was that that term was coined, if you want to look it up, in May of this year, because they're like, because so many people are going to transition. And we actually talked about it. I'm not saying we predicted it, not mm-hmm. we give the credit, but probably about four or five episodes. We're basically like Nostradamus. I mean, basically. I mean, basically. Mm-hmm. But we talked about the importance for HR companies to really mm-hmm. enhance that culture and connect with their associates now more than ever with things like mental health and wellness and PTO and flexibility. Um, and just making sure that connection, mm-hmm. because the, we didn't call it the great resignation, but we said we said that people were going to start jumping jobs as soon as the pandemic was kind of waning. And there's a lot of people still in limbo, too, trying to still analyze that. Yeah. As we're getting back to what it all looks like. Well, and things that those companies have done during that time in terms of mental health and wellness and yeah. taking care of their um, employees are, are going to matter. So yeah. hopefully you've gotten some good tips and you'll be lucky. Have you helped them. or hindered your cause? Exactly. I don't know. But I think exactly. that that's, it's a valid question. And to, to Blaze's point, we're just now starting to see this. You know, COVID was a 16, 18 month process. I think that the healing from that is going to take just as long to kind of feel normal for lack of a, of a better term but yeah. normal actually normal is one of the things we we're going to talk about like what yeah what does that even define as anymore <laughs> yeah i think that's uh i think it's unique to the individual yeah. right i think the normalcy has changed so much kind of with everything yeah. but yeah. I, instead of going like our, on a personal level too sure. we all work with teams yeah, right so how are our teams adapting to this too and I'm, I'm sure we know people that we are surrounded ourselves with that work together in our industry whether on our team or on maybe a team of industry veterans that you rely on, your mentors, mentees, they're burnt out. Mm -hmm. So how are you helping one another? Uh, How are you approaching that? Because I know we all see it. Uh, Maybe Becca, you maybe want to jump into this one first. uh, You know, I think it's hard. People want different things. And again, it's making those decisions on what's your priority, what's something that you're willing to go back to or or not go back to. And those scenarios, I think, but the part about teams is that if you have a teammate who's unhappy, that's going to drag a lot of the team down. And so working with that person or people to help them figure out what they need, I think is really important because teams are are that. They they need everybody to work together for it to be successful. Yeah. And I think that the, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you don't exactly know what we're talking about, go back and listen to a lot of the previous episodes. Touch based on like everything. Don't do a Netflix binge. Do an Education Foundation podcast binge. Exactly. But yeah, jump in on the the team aspects. Yeah. So I think the team aspects, some of the things that we discussed is that, you know, like we just mentioned, kind of understanding what, you know, as your, you know, your own individual contribution, what is not negotiable and what, um, and what is. 
When you have your teams, I mean, think about what was commonplace in 2019 that is not commonplace any longer. And think about what's changed forever, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think, I think Zoom, I, man, I wish I had stock in Zoom, uh, <laughs> but, but now that's changed forever. But I think one of the unintended consequences of that um, is that, to, so we're all together because we have the Texas Department Association's board meeting this week in Grapevine. Um, so in-person meetings, it's ironic, you know, whereas those are one of the things that we missed initially, right? We were like, oh my gosh, we just want to be in person. Um, sometimes I've heard on the flip side, like, oh, I've got to go get in my car. I've got to go drive to a meeting. I have to get dressed. I have to get dressed from the waist down. You know, I've got to, uh, <laughs> but I think that the the convenience of Zoom has started to become something that we probably didn't, you know, think about. And whereas we want to, you know, we think, oh, everyone's going to be so excited to be in person. Well, no, I, mean, I think that they're thinking, gosh, I don't want to spend an hour in my car for a two-hour meeting for an hour home. Or um, a four-hour drive to, to Grapevine to right? uh, do a, 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 a Zoom live. That's right. Right. I joke, I joke. <laughs> but I, but I, I think that's going to have a ripple effect on our industry. You know, the Education Foundation, hello, education. So just last week, the Apartment Association of Greater Dallas, I taught a budget class, and we went ahead and went, we offered it in person in the morning and the exact same class online in the afternoon um, because we had people interested in both. And so I think, and that was the first class they taught in person, which ironically, I was their first class last year that went totally online. So I kind of <laughs> came full circle. Uh, but I think that that was important. But I think that, the, that there was definitely some feedback to the online people that, hey, I don't have to spend half a day gone from my property. Yeah. You know, so I think that, but we need to be able to build the value for both. And I think talking to the teams, mm-hmm. you know, things like, Interacting with customers face to face—that's making that makes people nervous. Um, still, you know, even coming out of the pandemic, forcing people to wear masks. At least now, with our at least the state mandates a little bit different, but some companies still require their associates to wear masks. So it's just still navigating all of that and understanding what's here forever and what's not will be important. So I do—you made a great point though, and I want to touch on education yeah. uh, because Education Foundation—and we're here obviously for education right now for TAA, but uh, I do want to just throw out one last thing about like the team building aspect. Like now is the time to really get together your teams and kind of build that unity again Mm -hmm. and maybe learn from one another's experiences and really just get back to the basics of the roots of your foundation of your organization. Make sure everybody's on board with one another and do some fun activities to build everybody's spirits back up, work together as a team, and then maybe reiterate, and actually, before we get to education, because I, I just, it's something just <laughs> place, triggered place. because I think uh, we, we kind of discussed this too, of maybe shaking up duties, like your yeah. job responsibilities and what your career responsibilities look like and how to work with one another. And maybe it's cross-training or whatever the case may be, but just not to have the monotonous feel anymore. Yeah. What do you, what's your thoughts on that, Nicole? Maybe you jump off on that. Sure. And uh, tell us what you think. Yeah, I, I think flexibility is key. I think growth and development is is really what's one of the main reasons that pre-pandemic, we'll have to see what happens post-pandemic, that people would leave companies. They say that you leave managers, not necessarily companies. And I think that the culture plays a role in that, but also that growth and development focus. You know, and I think that as leaders, you know, coming out of this pandemic, we really have to double down on the message that we're sending because everyone only focused on emergencies for a year and a half. That really was it. And so now we have to go back and kind of fill in the cracks and say, you know what, we would need to be, are you living your culture? Are you, and if growth and development is a piece of that, are we cross-training? Are we going back? And I think that there's going to be a little bit of an aversion. I think as leaders, we need to be patient because we're asking them to do 
more than they have been doing in the past year and a half. It doesn't mean they never did it, right? And I think that that's, sometimes as a leader, I'm like, two years ago, you totally would have done that. But you have to go back and think, okay, we've been through something. Mm -hmm. So completely unusual and unexpected and not in the manual. And I want to throw something out from the supplier perspective too. Maybe it's like we've been handling emergencies and the be patient part. Yes. Now that we're like back, I do feel like, uh, and I've heard from, there's a lot of people out there that feel like everything needs to get done yesterday. Right. And there's all this pressure that's being put on. And that's part of, you know, some of the burnout too. But if we, if we just learn to be communicative, of course, yeah. like we need to communicate with one another, uh, but be patient and mm-hmm. we're going to get through this together as yeah. we have, and we'll continue well, to do that. And if you're not as a leader living that culture, right? So whatever core values you have identified as a company that draw you know, your people to work with you and stay with you. If you're not living that in every conversation, like you really, again, have to really double down on that. And if you're, you know, if integrity or communication or whatever your core values are, resiliency, adaptability, doesn't matter, whatever they are, you need to make sure that every conversation you're having with your team member is reminding them of that, reflective of that. Um, because that's the, those are the type of conversations we weren't having for 18 months because we're literally just like, Okay, how many times have you wiped down the stairwell? Who's got COVID? You can't go to this person's apartment. And it, you're just so like, just so focused on those emergencies. You've got to get out of that mentality. And people want to go back to it. Change management is difficult. And now everyone's gotten used to this pandemic. And now it's time to change again, going back mm-hmm. into this new normal, which we've heard new normal for two years. But anyway, <laughs> it's new normal. Uh, and it's going to continue to change. It's going to continue and, to be a new normal. Yeah, the new normal won't be the old normal. And it that's will not. something else that we need to kind of get yeah. used to. And yeah. we, I, I feel like the, we, I think always, we always have to adapt to change. That's how we're going to grow as a, as a person, as an organization, as a team, yeah. whatever the case may be. So it is new normal all the time. Yeah. Nope. Evolving normal, I think. <laughs> wait, wait, we won't call it new normal. It's just the current normal. Yeah. Whatever the, <laughs> the status quo normal the status is going quo. to be. But I think that one thing that we should consider, guys, is that it, it's getting better, but we have to be part of that solution. You cannot, you know, you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. You know, as I try to say, you can't ride two horses with one saddle. Sometimes I use a different word, but this is a TAAEF podcast. No, but you can't ride two horses with one saddle. Either you're part of the solution and you are part of the healing, or you you're still back there in COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it takes everybody, you know, different, different time, you know, to kind of get um, ready to accept what their current normal is mm-hmm. and be okay with it. So we just need to keep asking those questions and be there for our teams. You know, I think that, that that's probably the main focus is that it takes more time to invest in a conversation, truly caring mm-hmm. and asking those questions than it does to say, where are we with this? 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 Okay, bye. Thank you for, thank you for all you do. You know, as you're as you're hanging up the phone so or the how, other Zoom call. <laughs> so how do we rejuvenate, right? Yeah. It's education. Maybe yeah. maybe you get involved in some of your your local association courses, classes, designations, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you lovely ladies would be able to maybe tell us about some of the opportunities that are out there that you can get involved with to maybe re-spark your interest and love and passion again for the industry since everything's kind of going back into person. But there's also alternatives still. I, I do think there's a, many online options as yeah. well that are still available. But if you need to get out and see some people, Becca, maybe you can speak on some of the opportunities yeah. in education. I mean, I would suggest just for HR folks to encourage this and for individuals to check out their local association mm-hmm. and see what kind of courses they're offering. I think generally, whether it's you know, a yoga class or a 
class on or getting your designation, whatever it is, doing something that uses a little different part of your brain than yeah. you've been yeah. using. Or walking a dog. A walking <laughs> yeah. is can be really helpful and can just sort of rejuvenate you and get you re-excited about things mm-hmm. again. And maybe a class could do that. Yeah. Well, I would say too, I mean, it won't be the first time you guys have heard this, but they say a body in motion stays in motion and a body at rest stays at rest. And so we have been at bay, like, like this, I think, there's my, but we have been kind of at rest, but a very tense at rest. It's not definitely not relaxing um, for so long that it's time for us to get in motion. And it's time for us to just put one foot in front of the other. And as much as it might, you know, make you want to roll your eyes to get off the zoom call and go to that meeting in person. I guarantee you, you'll be glad that you did because then you had, there's something about the energy between the three of us sitting here right now that although all of the zoom opportunities have been great, it was, it wasn't anything like what's sitting here right now, as far as the energy, the connection. Um, and, and that's how ideas are generated and that's how people get inspired and that's how companies flourish. So, I mean, think about that, just the connecting those dots um, when you were working on an inspired team, you know, I mean, you just really can't, you, you can't really explain it, but you have to, kind of push through, you know, where you don't just kind of, you know, get off your seat. Well, you know, another thing about teams real quick is that, you know, there were some great things that came out of COVID with how, and the snow, snow, oh, sure. get in, snow apocalypse, <laughs> the winter storms. Um, if you've watched the video of Robert Hills, who was the Be the Next Room yes. ambassador, you've seen he gets emotional during the video when he's talking about his team and how they came together mm-hmm. to work on the property during the storms. And so, Let's celebrate that too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've had a lot of truly inspiring stories yeah. as well. That and, have been and those should great. be celebrated and it shouldn't just be like, okay, good job, you did this. Now let's do something new. But yeah. let's celebrate those things yeah. and take that energy and that momentum forward. So really on the flip side of things then too, we do need to actually recognize all the amazing uh situations that people and teams have found themselves in and embracing opportunities and embracing change and adapting to it. Maybe even, you know, job seekers finding a new organization and maybe rejuvenating some life into that organization sure. and yeah. different energy and a different feeling. So do you guys actually have any stories maybe that you can share of anything like that? I know we, a, we talked about Robert. Yeah. Maybe. There's really a multitude of them. I, I mean, I don't know one that like comes to mind. I mean, I, I know we kind of heard those, but I just thought of something whenever you were discussing that is that, you know, the grass is, isn't always greener on the other side. The grass is green where you water it. And I think that whether that's a company that's watering the grass or that team member, you know, Mr. Hill just said like, Hey, I'm so emotional about my team and everything. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's watering that grass and his team is growing, right? Because of all of the, you know, the things that we see that go on behind closed doors that we don't even know about, right? All of the, you know, the unsung heroes, I think that we've, we've discussed and, you know, and one of the things we talked about with burnout, unfortunately, is it puts you in an emotional um, kind of a compromised state. And we don't want you making a decision, especially if it's about your career, um, whenever you're emotional. And, you know, so when, if you are in burnout, not saying that you do need to make a change or don't need to make a change, but asking yourself a lot of these questions as far as like, what is permanent? What is my not negotiable? Mm-hmm. What do I love? Again, with my team, what are the great things? What are the great stories and the things that I've seen? Um, when we are under duress, um, but at the same point in time, you know, if you don't hit that, you know, reset button, if you don't address those issues and you stay in that emotional state, it is taxing. It's taxing on your soul Mm -hmm. and you won't be fulfilled one way or the other. And we don't want you, whoever you are, 
to make a decision emotionally that you'll regret in one to two years and be making another decision. Um, so I, I think that was kind of the point with the burnout. And I'm sorry, I kind of took it in a whole different direction, yeah. you know, but I think that if you're not asking yourself those questions and as leaders, sometimes you have to ask for your team because they don't know. And that's one thing I will say, many of the people that have been in the middle of burnout mm-hmm. that I reached out to or tried to talk to had either no clue or deflected that they were or every, fine, fine, everything's fine. And they're, mm-hmm. they're in that, I've got, you know, I've, I've got 14 stories that are flooding right now. I don't have time to sit here and talk to you, Nicole. No, I'm kidding. I would, I would never. <laughs> Can you talk to me while you're wet backing? No, that's, but I think that everyone's in that mentality. And so we do have to, as leaders, yeah. make time for those conversations and ensure they hear us, you know. And take the time, a lot of self-reflection to mm-hmm. maybe take the time even to make like a list, oh, yeah. you know, write out, you know, what has been positive, what's negative, how to maybe change those things yeah. and find the balance again. Because I think really we're all working from one side. Yeah. And, you know, even when we try to even it out, it, I, I feel like me personally, I felt like that too. It's really hard to find the balance. And I, I think me personally have put on that facade as well. Like everything's great. Everything's great because we're just chugging right. and we need to chug because, you know, in our industry, it's a servant industry, right? Yeah. We're here to serve. We're here to make sure that everyone else is happy or satisfied. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, about that time to maintain the servant mentality, but also balance yourself out and, and do that self-reflect find that balance so you can move forward in a positive way. You absolutely cannot fill someone else's cup if yours is empty. And I've heard that so many times and it just rings true. And if you're not making the time um, without feeling guilty, I mean, we're not saying, you know, leave everybody and go on a two-year sabbatical unless that's are you, what you, are you not? I mean, no, is I mean, well, not the purpose of this? maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Bye Blaze. It's been so nice yeah. to know you. He's like, I'm, I'm out for two years. <laughs> um, but I think that that's, it's just, it, you know, it's just part of the, everyday healing. I mean, yes, this was something, like you said, completely un- unusual um, and not customary, but it doesn't mean that we're still not going to have people that, you know, go through a, a divorce or are single parents or just in their normal circumstances that are just burnt out or a spouse loses a job. I mean, all of these other things that now in 2019, you know, those were big deals. They still are a big deal, but now we have this other, like this compounded layer between Snowmageddon and, uh, you know, and, and COVID, but I think that you just kind of have to keep chugging through. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I was actually just looking at the time check just because I don't know how we got three, three. So we got the three from the gaffer in the back. (laughs) Um, What else would you, y'all like to discuss really? Well, you know, I have a couple housekeeping before the housekeeping, yes, can I just yes. say how great it is to be in a room with y'all? Oh. And, and actually, the energy, you did mention it. The it's energy true. has been so, I've, I've used my hands so much more that, like, on camera, I'm, I'm like, watching myself more. And I, <laughs> I feel like I should be looking at the camera, but I'm like looking at y'all and I'm like, okay. I feel like I'm moving too much. But that's just me. And I've noticed that you've been. Doing the hands hey, too. well, first of all, so, I'm, I'm not Italian, but I guys. talk with my hands like I am Italian. Uh, <laughs> Mama I, mia. I know I think I have to sit on my hands, it's the only way to keep me quiet. So, you know, hold on. All right, we're doing housekeeping. So, <laughs> thanks, everybody. It is so great to be in person with you guys. These two definitely were a big part of my COVID mental health every week. So, that was wonderful, and I appreciate it. Likewise. Um, yes. Next, hints from HR will be J- August 11th. The summer is going so fast. Oh my gosh. And tune in on July 28th for. How to Speak Maintenance. If you haven't caught it yet, it is our 
Um, once a month talk, Jason Fine with Camden is our host, and we talk to different folks in the industry about how we can improve maintenance and office relations and understand all that our maintenance teams do. So check that out, and we will see you soon. And here I go. Bye, everybody.